welcome to Against the Lots, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with Eddie Spaghetti, Mikey Meatballs, and my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Darren, the parlay kid, brother Brian, Harry, what is going on, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? These guys, you can see them to make bets every single day. Free picks, extrapoints.com. That's where it's all happening. Let's start with you, Bri. You are making a killing betting against these miserable Baltimore Orioles. I don't know, is it 12 or 13 in a row? Not games that they've lost, but games they've lost by two runs or more, which is important because that's the only way they let you win money betting against these Orioles. Yeah, that- that's the only way to bet them. You bet against uh, the run line against them, the, the minus one and a half. Yeah, they've lost uh, 12 straight by two or more. Actually, they've lost like 11 of 12. I, I think 11 of 12 are f- like three runs or more. But most of these Jeez. games are like five, six, seven runs. It's uh, pretty pathetic. I mean, this Orioles team is, I mean, on one of the worst runs I've ever seen in baseball. You know, part like it makes fun of the National League East, but we don't have an Orioles. We don't have a team that everyone goes uh, fifteen and four against. Parley kid, that's where the mon- that's where the wins come from. The I'm Orioles say- would be five hundred in the National. <laughs> <laughs> five hundred losses. Uh, by the way, you have a pretty good streak yourself on ExtraPoints.com, right? Three out of four. Yeah, I've been uh, pretty solid. I uh, had the Reds. I actually just. Copied what Brian's been doing uh, yesterday, and I jumped on the Reds over the Cubs at minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Cubs have lost uh, 12 in a row now or uh, something like that yeah. since uh, they traded most of their team away. They might be a good team uh, right now, especially when they're playing a team like the Reds that need to win. Uh, yeah, they've announced by like 30, I stayed away runs. tonight just because Hendricks was on the mound for the Cubs, and he's been, he is 13 and five. So if they're ever going to win, tonight's the game. But then I would jump back on uh, – back on betting against them like Brian did. That's well, that's a, that's the whole thing. I'm an idiot. Like, I'm trying to wiggle around these plus 126s, minus 130s. I think I took the Indians yesterday. I know I took the Indians over the Twins. They lost 5-4. But that, that's what do it, right? Take these good teams, giving the run and a half at this point with it seven seems weeks like left. It, and it seems like the favorites are uh, really destroying it in baseball right, right. now. Right. There you go. Now, someone who's not destroying it, our friend Harry, my God, it doesn't matter. He's tra- tried everything. He's tried giving picks on glaciers, um, going down slides, and he is on a slide himself. Harry, how many losses is it? Actually, we know, know how many losses this is. Bri, how, we want him to guess, but out of how, how many? His last, what, 50 games? His last 52 games. What is last 52. What do you think your record is? Boy. Uh... <laughs> I mean, he can even add up to 52. I don't even know that he could figure 11 this out. 11 and 41. Eleven and forty-one. That's that's really close. That was a good guess, Harry. You are nine, forty-two <laughs> and one. My oh. God, what the hell goes on? Well, honestly, I mean, look, my tease. Uh, look, I had. A, I mean, honestly, I had a teaser on Saturday. Uh, Seahawks plus eight and a half. They give up a touchdown late to lose to Brian by thirteen. And then last night was a classic when I had. We didn't even get the betting yet. All right. Well, that's, I got an okay. Whatever. I just, whatever the streak is, <laughs> it is, and it's just been brutal. I, just losing every which way. Should we? Honestly. Should we get uh, Joel? What do you think about all this? This is crazy, right? That's a miserable streak. I'm surprised that guess was the closest he's been to a winner in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, I believe in Harry. I, I love that he's wearing a Back to the Future shirt. That's what 
we're, we have to get to. And I we gotta get back, Joel, we got to get back to the 18 and three run, something like that. You, when I was 18 and three. I'm, I'm predicting an epic NFL run by Harry. I don't want to put pressure on him. We're starting with week one in the Darnold Bowl. You're right. And it is going to catch fire this NFL season. I All am. right. Well, in the meantime, I think that uh, we got rid of the weed shirts um, miraculously. Back to the Future, I think, needs to go. I think he needs to wear a Baltimore Orioles the, full. The, the weed shirts, I think, is when I started sliding, Sal. Is I that what it was? You told me no more weed shirts. All right. Well, catch it all. Extrapoints.com is my fault, I guess. Extrapoints.com. These guys give out free picks. Um, bet with Bry, bet with Darren, and bet against Harry. And for God's sakes, I mean, there's there's no way to not make money right there. Uh, rough, rough day. This is now, what, Tuesday morning we're doing this. Poor parlay kid. We're, we're, we're balancing the yin and the yang. Tim Tebow was cut. They did it. And it must have been an excruciating decision for Co- Coach Meyer. He has him as a tight end whose job is to block, and uh, Tebow has no interest in blocking, and he's gone. So now we can talk about something else, Parlay Kid, right? <laughs> we, we could all move yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really a non-story <laughs> here, right? It's, uh, it's, I've heard uh, people, I, I mean, Clay Travis was great because he's like, he. oh, I, I called him on it, right, on Fox Bet Live. He's like, they could use him as an aggressive blocker. And I was like, aggressive blocker? I went back, I looked, there was no... This is months ago. There's no footage of him blocking, let alone aggressively. And I called him. He's like, I never said that. I'm like, all right, roll the tape. He's like, we could use him as an aggressive blocker. And uh, and that's and then we have this viral clip going around of him doing a, a dipsy do around a block, which, by the way, the guy he tried to, tried to block didn't get didn't do much better either. Um, and then there was a play after two. But anyway, that was I, I enough. To well, cut, uh, if, if you were ever going to bring him back, why not just bring him back as like a goal line quarterback? You know, that yeah, just right. takes mm-hmm. the ball, you know, like something like that. Like, I, I, it never made sense from the start, but um, I don't you think he'll set him up to people. fail. Maybe, maybe I never thought of that. Maybe Urban Meyer doesn't like Tim Tebow. He set him up to fail. He's like, this guy is going to, they're laughing at us. They're like a training places kind of thing. Interesting. It's, it's, it's All those idiots who bought those Tebow shirts. Number one selling shirt in the NFL. Well, all right, Harry. So maybe, maybe that's what you should be wearing. Maybe that'll change your luck. Um, anyway. Gable Stevenson on with us at the end of the hour. That is going to be so much fun. Gold medalist, Parley Kid. How excited. I know Parley Kid's waiting to hit the road. He's got to drop kids off at college. Meanwhile, he's not going anywhere. The champ is with us. World champ. <laughs> Phenomenal. What a, what a find. I don't know how we booked him, but, uh, yeah, he's – look, this kid is uh, – he's uh, on Twitter. If you look at him, you don't know what he's doing. NFL – WWE, UFC. Is he going back to college this year? I, I Nobody knows what he's doing. I, maybe we could find out. Get we're going to ask him. Yes, we're definitely going to ask him, and we're going to make him. I mean, I'll threaten to kick his ass if that's what it comes <laughs> down to. That's what we'll have to do. Uh, so he's coming up at the end of the hour. Yes, gold medalist, Gable Stevens. We had a bunch of gold medalists on. We've had, uh, yeah, we've had, uh, we, we had the, uh, oh, the water polo girl. Oh, well, we had Chelsea Gray, right, Bri? Well, maybe yeah. I'll save this. Maybe I'll save the Chelsea Gray discussion because right now, right now, it's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call Bed Aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad Prop swap, we all have them. It doesn't matter that there's no baseball and preseason football to bet on. The bet aches are abundant. Now I'll start. I talked about it on extra points yesterday. Um, preseason football, 
I have the Washington team over New England. I'm getting a point and a half. It's 15-13. They're going for a two-point conversion. Reception is made. The guy drops to his knees. Both knees are in the end zone. He has the catch and doesn't survive the ground. The ball gets Lajard loose a little bit. And uh, they call it complete. They call it. Now, keep in mind, if it's 15-15 with a minute left, I'm getting a point and a half. These games don't go to overtime. So New England probably dumb, just kneels down. They don't care. That's that. I get my win. I don't get what happens. I don't know. The, the announcers were baffled. He had two knees down. From what I understand, Brother Bry understands the reception rule better than anyone, I think. Mm. And the only part of it I thought I understood was if you have two knees down in the end zone, you don't have to survive the ground. But now maybe that was changed or well, I don't know. It was yeah, changed I mean, for was, me. That, that was the thing, Sal. I thought that's what kind of changed. Didn't that change like two years ago? Oh, I thought man. that's what it was supposed to be, right? Like once you're... Once your knees are down, yeah, that was that was. I don't well, know how how they ended up overturning that. That was uh, a, a difficult loss. Terrible. And then they change. And then Ron Rivera is actually calling timeouts, trying to get the ball back. And then New England runs like a like an eighty yard run. And then they're up, right. not eight, and they don't even go. Then then Washington runs it out. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy in regular season. Then in preseason, it's uh, even worse. All right, Harry. I know there's no shortage of bedics for you. Yeah, I mean, I got, a, I got, a, of course, I have many, but here's a couple. I got one last night on extra points. My extra points pick last night. Uh, I was driving back from Las Vegas to Phoenix, so I didn't even see it, and I'm getting updates from Brian on that. Uh, I had the over eleven and a half in the Rockies uh, Padre game. I get lucky to get a three run homer with two outs in the in the ninth to tie it up at five, and then figuring goes extra innings. I get the runner at second base, so then maybe you know whatever, get two run home run. Or get, an, get a rally. Instead, Colorado hits a home run in the bottom of the ninth. Solo shot. 6-5 final. I get, a, I get a thrill for a second, and then I still lose because it lands 11, doesn't go 11 and a half. And then on Saturday, me and Parlay Kid discussed this too. I had a 16 parlay, which uh, included ha- buy, me thinking I'm a smart guy buying the Saints up what? to three and a half versus Baltimore. So that's a winner as they lose by three. As they were only getting two, I bought it up to three and a half. But just to throw in an extra team on a parlay oh, sometimes man. when you just want to boost it up because you don't think it's paying enough. So yeah. that's what I did. And I took the Rays, who are my arch nemesis. I lose every oh. time I take or bet against the Rays. Plus two and a half on Saturday against the Twins at minus 580. Plus two and a half <laughs> Rays, minus 580. They lose 12 to nothing. They had three hits. And before that game, Tampa was 20 and two in their last 22 <laughs> games, either winning the game or losing by two or less. Right. Well, the A's are good, right? The A's have a, a wild card spot right now. I don't know. That's uh, that's tough. I, but what? Hold on a second. That A's. extra inning game. Wait, who'd you say the Rays played? Ray, Rays played the uh, Twins. Twins. Oh, I'm sorry. I got you. Sorry. Uh, what did that game didn't go extra innings? That six five game, or it did go extra? No. Innings? Bottom of oh, the went night. to the bottom of the night. Yeah, bottom of the night. I, <laughs> I, I sent a parlay kid. I was like, this will be great if bottom of the night. Of course, Brian. Of course you did, Brian. Of course you did. <laughs> That's great. Your oh, Raiders I, screw I, me, I, too. I did like Harry. He liked the um, the under, I think, like 10 and a half, one of the games last week. Um, and it Indi- like in, in, Indians A's. Hey, I was seven, right about the Indians. 17 nothing. Indians scored zero. Wow, that was so good. That was so good. You had one of the teams way under. You're right, Harry. That was a good pick. Yeah. Uh, I, I just like the idea of the guy can't pick one game, and he's put, yeah, I'm going to add a fifth team to this parlay. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. always good. It's always good. I know. It's scramble time. I know. it. All right, Brother Bri, you have a bedache. Um, but uh, also, you know, there's a nice part of this, too. 
Well, there's, yeah, there's two parts of the story. So we obviously had Chelsea Gray on the other day on Thursday. Um, I kind of forced her at the end of that uh, episode to give me a winner for the WNBA Commissioner's Cup. She uh, said to ride with the storm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what do I do? My best bet, I take the sun first first quarter. Uh, They get blown out immediately. I think the... It was 11-11, like, halfway through the first quarter. Then the rest of the game was an absolute blowout. The rest of the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. So That's right. I jumped on that. That was your sharp tank pick, right? Yeah, that was a sharp tank pick. Yep. So that was uh, really bad. Again, considering I should have just rode with her. This was similar to the time where I asked uh, Poye when we had him on for the Gaethje-Ferguson <laughs> fight. Uh, he said Gaethje wins easily. I took Ferguson. So this is just a repeat. I just have to learn to just go with whatever our guests say. So Yeah. But I will say... So the good part of this story is, though, I do have, um, was it uh, Sunday or eight? So Sunday I had a parlay, a WNBA parlay, three-teamer. First mm-hmm. two games first two games came in, and it came down to the Aces, uh, which were a big favorite. I think they were minus 700. Uh, they were down one uh, with four seconds left, and uh, our girl Chelsea hit That's a game our winner. Girl. Our, our, hit a game winner with four seconds left. Uh, and she won me my parlay. So there you was, go. Uh, that was a Chelsea big, Gray. Uh, big Only success us. stories for people who come on the show. <laughs> yeah. I think they were down. Weren't they down 21 points, the Aces? They were down. Or, yeah, they were down big in the that, crazy. third quarter. Yeah. All right. Uh, parlay Kid, do you have a headache other than um, Tebow getting yeah, cut well, here? Um, wasn't too heartbreaking, but, uh, <laughs> you know, this week uh, in golf, I had uh, Brendan Grace at 65 to 1 to win. Uh, uh, that Wyndham Championship, uh, he made it to yeah. that. I mean, have you ever seen six guys in a playoff before? I mean, no. I, maybe there was almost going to be seven, right? Like, uh, well, Henley who, who, well, that's why Henley Brian choked. didn't yeah. even put Henley in it. Uh, he had Henley to win it all. Oh uh, yeah, Brian, uh, come on. And then he blew that too. But I had Grace. It was a little, little heartbreaking. I thought uh, he had a chance there at sixty-five to one, um, but uh, I didn't get it. But I wasn't really expecting it to, from the start, so it didn't. Well, you also me, snuck but, in uh, uh, Webb Simpson like that uh, in a, a roundabout way. You snuck in now. Uh, keep in yeah, mind, Harley Kid is still yeah, suspended from the Shark Tank. Were not, yeah. you know, still, uh, they, they got my message about uh, to go with Webb in, in the top 10 at plus 185. Bam, he hits it easily. My golf picks continue to just be outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Get get the parlay kids golf picks. If they don't win, they're top five or top ten or something for some reason. On best bet corner, you get them. On best bet corner. I don't know what that is. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're right. Tim Tebow maybe should have come on against all odds with the Chelsea Gray success uh, and everything else. Uh, you know that that's that's bad on him. Oh, all yeah. right, let's hit. Let's hear the bed ache song, Mikey Meatballs. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad day. It's a bad day. All right, betting by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season is about to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just listing and selling tickets. Right now, the Rams and Browns. Both 16-1 to 1 to have the best regular season record. Ooh, I like this. Which team's more likely to outperform expectations this season and have value to sell on PropSwap? Harry, you pick one, we'll go the opposite. Browns or Rams? I actually like both this year. I, I did too, I, uh, but I'm going to go Browns. Hmm. 
man, it's tough. It's the same thing, right? They both play in a, in in divisions yeah. where there could potentially be three playoff teams in there. Um, Beckham's back. Baker looks good. Defense picked up. I'm going to say Rams. I'm going to say Rams slightly. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they'll go 14 and three, but um, maybe this is just what they need. Maybe this complete turnaround from Goff to Stafford is what they need. And uh, I do have them. I have both teams uh, coming in first. You guys have any thoughts on that? Rams, Browns? Rams, Rams. I think they're destined for a great season. I yeah. think that uh, NFC West, I, I don't know. It's it's that, wide open, but I still think, I think they're the best team. Their defense is phenomenal. Stafford is right great. So. Yeah. As of right now, that's my Super Bowl right now. Is that it? Rams, Browns? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, no, Bad. I, I, I like the I like the Rams too. Uh, well, out of that uh, out of that choice, I can't I can't see the Browns with the best record. Bad bad news for the Rams and Browns. And Harry has them as his Super Bowl. Remember <laughs> that over. middle of it's August over. right here. Remember making your bets. Always go for two. That means make two tickets on the same team, so you could sell one for profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells. Sports bets. All right, here we go. The NFC East, Parlay Kid, you and I love the Dallas Cowboys. We have since we were young, young boys, and they have not won since we were young, young boys. No, no, no. They've they've had some success. Uh, not gotten past the divisional round since 95. That that kills me. But um, this division is the laughing stock. The Washington team was seven and nine last year. Let's start with them. Their over-under is eight and a half. The over is minus 115. For them to make the playoffs, the yes is plus 156. It's interesting the way you want to play these, right? So if you you think if a team's gonna go over eight and a half, they're gonna win the division, right? And if they win the division, that probably is the only way they're gonna make the playoffs in this division. So if you like Washington over eight and a half, you might be better served to take them to make the playoffs at plus 156. I don't love this team. I will say, you know, I, I'm as impressed as I can be with the team that went seven and nine from last year, what they did. Remember this time last year, the owner, the team was in turmoil. Daniel Snyder had his problems. The cheerleaders rebelled. They had some claims. The team had to change their name. The coach had cancer and they came back and won the division. Good job by them. They're, although they are the only the third team to make the playoffs after losing in a non-strike season, having a losing record. They won five of the last seven. They were five and one with Alex Smith. I did not realize that. Comeback player of the year, Alex Smith, and then two and eight with everyone else. Uh, first, they'll be looking for first back-to-back NFC East titles since 2004. I always say that's overrated stat, Parley Kid, but then it just never happens. The team never wins two in a row in this division. Um, yeah, uh, you know, they had, uh, they had five consecutive division games to end 2021. That's interesting. They get Fitzpatrick at quarterback. They get Curtis Samuel. They add Adam Humphreys. They lose Alex Smith, the ta- uh, tackle Morgan Moses. Uh, bottom three offense. This is, whatever, this is what I don't get. Everyone's talking about their defense. It's the greatest unit in this division. You don't talk about how bad their offense was. Bottom three offense the last two years. They scored 30 or more only twice in the last two years. They have 38-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in. Defensively, they were great. Jack Del Rio, second-year defensive coordinator. They get William Jackson, the cornerback. Um, they lose Ryan Kerrigan and Ronald Darby. Top five defense, first time since 04. Chase Young, great addition. We've seen him in the preseason. It seems The game seems very slow for him. Seven and a half sacks. Montez Sweat, nine sacks. 
Jonathan Allen, defensive tackle. They re-signed him four for $72 million. Landon Collins, Harry, one of your favorites, mm-hmm. comes back from uh, returns from injury. Uh, I have them winning seven, exactly. Mm-hmm. I have them going seven and ten. I think that eight and a half is too hefty. Uh, Harry, you like them over? Battle me on this one. Yeah, it is a little hefty, but I do like them to get to nine. Alec, like you said, Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins are gone. Um, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, he's still got it. I think he's going to have a great rapport with Terry McLaurin. McLaurin had almost 1,200 yards last year receiving with just with, those, with like three different quarterbacks at the helm. So I think it's going to be a nice, uh, nice, adi- a nice addition for the uh, skin of, for Washington here with Fitzpatrick. Oh. I know, almost said it, almost said it. Listen, like you mentioned, NFC. I champ, think you said it. Second, I actually said it. Second yeah. least points they gave up in the NFC last year. The defense is spectacular. Second in pass yards against. Mm-hmm. Second in total yards against last year. Uh, and yeah, Chase Young, he's a game changer. He really is. And then on the offense, I'd really love Logan Thomas, too, as well. Uh, emerged as a Pro Bowl-type tight end with 72 receptions, six uh, touchdowns. They played Tampa Bay better than almost anybody did in the playoffs last year. I'm going with Washington to get to nine. Parley kid, why is it that we could um, just disregard the offensive woes for Washington and just focus, everybody seems to focus on their defense and how great it was, but the Cowboys don't, you know, obviously it's all, oh, look how terrible their defense is. And uh, not as much props, I don't think, given, I don't know, maybe this is an uh, anti-Cowboys thing. But anyway, it seems like one unit is great, the other is bad. So pick your poison here. You like under. Yeah, well, look, I, really it's an offensive league, right? I, I think we could start there. I think it's more about the offense than the defenses. Uh, the, the, the rules are set up really to help the offense rather than the defense, so... Uh, and Harry can sit here and wax poetic about Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic. Mm-hmm. All he wants, uh, his winning percentage is probably hardly better than Sam Darnold's uh, winning percentage in his career. Uh, Fitzpatrick is 59 and 86 as a starter in his career. Um, it's pretty lousy. It's about 40 percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on yeah, lousy people, teams. Well, what is that? What is what is that? Been on lousy teams. All right, but it goes against everything you say about everything else. He right? was a so, Jet for some time, remember? Yeah, actually, his, oh. probably his best year ever was with the Jets. Uh, uh, it's very possible you could make an argument for that, but this is a quarterback's league. It's an offensive league. Fitzpatrick is nice when he comes in off the bench uh, and um, makes some plays, and then he goes on a stretch of five or six games where he's making some plays and makes some highlight reel type of plays. But... He's not a proven winner in this league. He's 38 years old. He's probably not going to make it through the season the way he runs around back there. He uh, saved the Dolphins' season last year, Darren. Kind of. But this right, is what I, he does, I, I, Harry. We, we've seen enough of him. He either comes out like a house of fire, yeah. has a good first month, or he you know, he knocks the Patriots out I, of the bye as, as a Dolphin right, it's in the last like couple that. weeks. I, look, he's, yeah, I, yeah. I, I have nothing against the guy. He's made a, He's had a... A nice career for himself coming out of an Ivy League school, and he's right. done very, very well. But uh, I just I can't I can't put my stock in uh, them going over five hundred here on a quarterback that has a winning career winning percentage of forty percent when there's not a, a excessive amount of offensive talent surrounding him as well. 
So, Winning record in two of 12 career seasons with five or more starts. It's rough. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm looking at this offense. I guess Curtis Samuel's not. He had 850 yeah. receiving Logan Thomas yards. is an emerging tight end. Their running back yeah. situation is pretty good. Gibson was second in rookies. Field. Gibson's second in rookies with 11 touchdowns. McLaurin over 1,100 yards. Yeah, it's, I don't know, Brian. I don't know. Talk us down. I feel like there's too much bias here. From the three of us. I don't know why Harry loves Washington so much, but what do you think, Brian? I love Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I'm going over here at eight and a half, but actually, I like you said earlier, I would prefer to not bet the over eight and a half, and I would just bet them to win the division at plus six, 260 if I'm going to do that, right? Um, right. I think that makes that makes more sense. Look, if they... The weeks one and two are the big weeks for them, right? If they can start mm-hmm. off well against the, uh, I think they're the Chargers and Giants. If they start off well there, they'll probably be in good shape. If they struggle in those games, it's a little tough, right? Because then they have at Buffalo, they still have Kansas City, at Green Bay, Tampa, Seattle, Ra- at Raiders in there. So, um, look, is, is Fitzpatrick good? He's okay, but he, he'll he be better than anything they had last year. I know you were saying Alex Smith was 5-1. Between Haskins and Alex Smith, I think they were both at the bottom of the league in production for quarterbacks. But they do have sneaky good skill guys, like you were saying, with Gibson, McLaurin, Samuel, and Thomas. Um, but, yeah, like we said, the only reason we're going over here, myself and Harry, is defensively they were, they were very good last year. Let's also not forget uh, they, were, they were the one team against Tampa, right, that really gave them uh, – they gave them the biggest scare, probably. I mean, well, they lost the well, yeah, one-score game, right? Yeah, 24-16? They, they, they were up going yeah. into the fourth quarter against Tampa, which is crazy to think that. But they probably have the best defensive line. Young yep. and Allen were two of the best at their position last year. I think Young challenges for Defensive Player of the Year over the next couple of seasons. You know, a guy like Sweat had 16 sacks. They mm-hmm. had a Davis in the draft, Jackson. So um, I think they do... I do think they start off well to start the season, which then propels them. Yeah, and I think, again, I think it's probably only a nine-win team. I guess they could get to 10-7 and seven based on this defense. But you know what I wish they would have, Sal? I wish they would have over-under wins for the division winner. Like, it would be great to say NFC East. Oh, uh, interesting. NFC I, East, I, t- mm. 10 wins, right? Or something yeah. like that. Or something. Yeah, I think at that least would be really uh, well, that's a good one. Or will they yeah, be, uh, or at least a special thing? Yeah, Fandle, put that up there. Will the NFC East winner be above five hundred? Will they be nine and eight? I think you'd have to make it. Minus well, because the Cowboys are. Mi- yeah, I mean, I guess. Well, I think the fact the that they're seventeen minus games. Oh, I guess the Cowboys. Yeah, having right, it over, but that's why you could push it right. to like ten wins or ten and a half. Right, right, right. But that would be yeah. fun. But look, I've said this before about Washington. I think they benefited off um, playing miserable quarterbacks last year. A lot of those guys are back. Sorry, Harry. Danny Dimes didn't exactly light it up against them. <laughs> um, then you had uh, Andy Dalton times two. Um, you're not going to have that. Yeah, Jalen Hurts in his first year. And the second game they played is the Sunday night game. They actually basically forfeited that game, Philadelphia. So that was another win, right? Just to keep the Giants out of the playoffs, if I remember that correctly. And then they faced Mullins. You know, they're not going to get as lucky this year. I actually have them winning the first two and then losing five of the last six. But quarterbacks this year, Herbert, uh, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, you know, uh, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. These guys are good. Obviously, Dak will be hopefully be around uh, long enough to survive, and then they have those last five division games. So I'm going under. 
Uh, Pauly Kid and I are going under. Pauly Kid, let's go right into the Cowboys. I don't know why we didn't start with the Cowboys. You catch them on hard knocks, you know, Dak and Zeke, best friends, giving <laughs> each other gifts. Why not? Dak was two and three when he got hurt. They were four and seven the rest of the way. They signed him four years, $160 million. Here's the bad stuff. 0-7 versus teams that made the playoffs. But this wasn't a complete team. Parley Kid, 10 of the 22 starters, the week one starters, were placed on IR. That's um that's the worst. Nobody, nobody did worse than that in that department. Uh, this year, they play five teams that reached the playoffs. You have Kellen Moore's third year as offensive coordinator. All starters, all 11 return. 488 yards a game under Dak. Um, only Brady had more. Uh, Zeke, 65 yards per game. So this is the X factor, right, Parley Kid? Zeke, each of the last four years, his yards per carry have gone down. We like his speed, what we've seen on hard knocks. The linemen are coming back, right? You had a couple linemen yeah. out. You had Ty Smith, Lael Collins. Ty Smith loses uh, 14 games. Collins misses the whole season. Um, I like that. C.D. Lamb, second among rookie, rookies with 935 yards receiving. Cooper, obviously solid, one of five players with 1,000 yards plus in three years. And then Dan Quinn on defense, plus Keanu Neal, plus Malik Hooker. They signed Micah Parsons, who seems to be all over the field. I don't know what to say. They had a franchise worth 473 points allowed, 34 touchdown passes. So they go and they pick all six of their, uh, all six of their picks – in the draft, they're on defense. We like Lawrence. We don't love Jalen Smith, but he had 154 tackles. I found an extra win for this team, Parley Kid. I had them at 10 and 7. I have them 11 and 6 now. What do you think? Well, We're winning this division. <laughs> do it. I, I love the confidence, Sal. Um, boy, I think sometimes... Uh, when we t- <laughs> every year we go through this with the Cowboys, and we're always uh, riding with them. Uh, because their their talent seems to stand out at least on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, mm. I I am gonna just I'm gonna play it very safe here with the Cowboys. I think the division winner in this division is gonna win nine games. Uh, Cowboys, I have them possibly getting to ten, but so I'm gonna so I'm going to take uh, an adjusted line here. I'm gonna take them over eight and a half at minus one seventy to play it safe. I lame. Think you could get lame. Uh, <laughs> It's lame from the guy who's lost about 40 in a row, <laughs> minus 170s, all littered in there. So This is a winner. Over eight and a half uh, is a winner. So it's I, a winner. I'm playing it safe. I'm, play, I, I'm playing it safe here, right? Uh, so taking them at minus 170. Sal, like you said, the offensive line is back. Look, are they what they were, say, three years ago? I highly doubt that. Um, but uh, the guys look, they, they do. If you see Smith, he looks like he's in tremendous shape. Zach mm-hmm. Martin lost time last year. He's back. He's a dominant force. Collins as well. Uh, if that line is, you know, 75% of what it used to be, it's a significant upgrade of, over what it was last year. It's a huge factor. Uh, Elliott does look like he's in the best shape of his career. Uh, that's That helps. There are three receivers. It might be the best receiving core in the NFL. Might be. Might be. Uh, mm-hmm. And... So you got home games against the Panthers, Broncos, Falcons, Raiders, Cardinals. Uh, I think you it's the easiest schedule in the league by you, if you go by win totals, not yeah, even adjusted I, I, win I totals like you four did. Of, yeah. Four of those yeah. five, you're probably going three and three minimum in the division. Probably mm-hmm. four and two if you think you are who you uh, say you are. Dan Quinn is a great upgrade as a defensive coach. 
Yep. Uh, that's a big factor. Parsons, as you said, great pickup. Uh, hoping Keanu Neal starts over Jalen Smith at linebacker. Uh, right. I think he's the uh, the weakest link on this team, as uh, I have noted many, many times before. So let's. Uh, I, I can't wait, Sal. Can't wait for this season. Well, I can wait a little bit because I have us losing the first two. I have us losing at I, Tampa Bay the Thursday night and then uh, at the Chargers uh, right here in the, our backyard and then winning like six in a row. So, But it is an easy schedule. It gets easier than those first two down the road. And they, they beat up on, uh, on a lot of these bad teams. They do. I'm trying to think, like, who was it, the Eagles? Somebody. Well, we'll get to the Giants in a second. That, that's um, The Giants are 2-14 and 14 against the Eagles and Cowboys the last four seasons. Like, that's wow. that we got to count on. Uh, I mean, that is really Harry-esque. Yeah, it's that bad. Yeah, it's bad. But, Brian, bring us down to earth here. You're going under 9.5 for the Cowboys. Yeah, we're going under. I mean, should they be the best team in the division? Yes. Um, not buying the 9.5. We talked about this once before. But, yeah, the under. I think they've gone under the win totals in 14 of the last 21 seasons. But two things they'll need to do, right, to go over. Right. Obviously, they need to be very healthy. Right. Last year was just a shit show. Right. They, mm-hmm. they they lost so much of the team and they need to dominate the division. They have to go. If they go three and three, this isn't going over. That's that's for sure. They have to at least go four and two in the division to go over, which I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like all these games are going to be pretty close. But, you know, that means they have to go six and five in their other games. And then they have, you know, you have Tampa on the on the road, Chargers on the road. Patriots on the road at Vikings, even though I don't know how, the, how good the Vikings are. That's and a Sunday game. night game. We're winning that game. We're going right. to Minnesota well, you, that, to win that Again, game. that's going to be a game you have to win, and then you also have Kansas City on the road. So I think it's going to be tough. I picture this team I picture this team 9-8 and eight or 8-9, eight and nine, even though, geez, that, that still could win the division um, at that record based on this division. You know what it's about, Bri. It's about Thanksgiving against your Raiders. We're going to know well, right then. That's all that is, know. Uh, you know, I... I, th- th- I will say that should be a really fun game. I mean, yeah. that's going to be a, that's going to be an offensive game. I, I wouldn't be, that would be a game. I think probably both of us would not be shocked if mm-hmm. uh, either of our teams won that game or lost right. that game. Um, so yeah, that's a crucial game too, that Thanksgiving game, but that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's funny one. when, when you said, uh, about being excited for the season, Parley Kid. It is weird. Like, I'm starting to get really, really excited. Unlike last year, right? It was like, even though the season was happening, it was exciting during the pandemic. I didn't have this feeling that right. I had. It's kind I of agree. back, to, I agree. back yes. to somewhat being normal with that. With and what's challenge. crazy is we're probably, there's probably just as much uncertainty with everything oh, else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> it's yeah. so stupid. <laughs> right. Lamar Jackson doesn't even have to get COVID. And if he's around someone who gets COVID because he hasn't been vaccinated, he has to sit like, it's just, uh, it might even be worse with all this stuff. I uh, know you're playing, right, Sal. Yeah. And who's not playing. All right, Harry. That it's not. Oh I know. My gosh. That's all we could do. Harry, you're going, uh, obviously going on there. It didn't even matter. Really. You could have made this five and a half. Harry was going to go on there. Look, we talked about Dallas about a month ago. Um, about this. And yeah, I'm going under. I mean, of course, the offense is going to be, it's going to put up numbers. Dak is back. He had a great season starting last year until he went down in the Giants game. Um, yeah, Elliott's looking good too. Um, in shape finally for a training camp. 
But again, it's you got to prove it on defense. Prove it on defense. They were <coughs> so bad last year. Can they hang in fourth quarters of games? Dallas D gave up 116 points more than the Giants last year. 144 more than Washington. Nine games, they gave up 28 or more points. You got to prove it on defense first before you think you're going to get to 10 wins. Forget I don't know if it. you do. I don't know. They're not much different do. defensively than Tennessee. So you just follow that model, right? Right? So I don't know. They have Derrick Henry who... <clears throat> just as 2,000 yards rushing. That's a nice Tennessee makes the playoffs bonus. on a regular basis, though. Dallas doesn't. But Tennessee I, that's exactly has had what nine, I'm saying. Wins, you said nine you wins have, more since 2016. Hold on a second. You said you have to prove it on defense. All I'm saying is Tennessee was 29th or 31st, depending on how you look at it defensively. But I get it. I get it. It helps that they're in this. You know what, Harry? Change your pick or you're fired. That's it. I mean, Brother Bry... <laughs> Brother Bryce said on there he had some good reasons. You're just being spiteful. I just I, that's what I'm getting out of yours. All right, so Harry and uh, Brian go under until Harry comes to the senses. Polly Kid going over the eight and a half adjusted. Yes, there are adjusted win totals on Fandle. I'm going over the nine and a half. I think this team ends eleven and six. All right, Harry, let's go over your Giants here. Over under is seven. The over minus one thirty. That they make the playoffs is plus two thirty. That their shutout is minus 300. Um, they're tied with the Jets for 18 wins in four years as, as the worst. That's the worst. It's, yeah. it's, I didn't even know that, that they, it was them and the Jets over four years, 18 wins. Um, they've lost 10 or more in four consecutive seasons, five and three somehow to end the year, four and two in the NFC East, which was weird. But like I said, uh, this Giants team two and 14 against the Eagles and Cowboys. The last four years, 31st offensively, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, Jason Garrett. Sorry, Coach Garrett, <laughs> jackass, 31st offensively. Right. They add Galladay, who's banged up, four for 72 million. They draft Kadarius Tony from uh, Florida. They get Kyle Rudolph. Um, I guess Nate Solder's back. He opted out last year, right? They lose Tate. Yep. They lose Zietler uh, on, uh, on the line. Um Here's something. They allowed the second most sacks. I don't really think about it as team is running around. 50 sacks allowed. Uh, only Philly had 65. They were the only team worst. They are the worst ranked offensive line, according to PFF. I can't go over with a team that's got the worst ranked offensive line. I just can't. Uh, first eight games, Jones was one and seven, 13 giveaways. You know, we know what Saquon does. Eddie Spaghetti is... Um, He's, he already has a headache from uh, – it really is a – he actually has physical health problems defending Saquon Barkley from a Damashek. <laughs> it's very sad. He missed 14 games. Sterling Shepard's their longest tenured player from 2016. Uh, defensively, not bad. Ninth, they have Ojolari, the second pick. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, Tomlinson right there. Uh, Dory Jackson, they add two interceptions in 46 games. I don't know if that helps. Blake Martinez is your guy. Third in the NFL with 151 tackles. Again, seven for this kind of team with uh, no offensive line. The best thing about them is they play in this crap division. I have them at five wins. Go ahead, Harry. What do you think? I think I'm going to be very fair here. Very fair. Um, and I'm going to say the Giants get exactly seven wins at plus 550. Now, look, you, I know it's crazy the NFC East last year, but they almost made the playoffs. Did have six last season. The defense was really good last year. Like you said, to have ninth in points against, but they were even better than that because the offense was so bad. The defense was on the field so much. Uh, Leonard Williams had a breakout season for them, 11 and a half sacks. Blake Martinez, you mentioned, third in the NFL. Great free agent pickup from Green Bay last year. Uh, third in the NFL in tackles. Barkley is back, looks in good shape. 
But again, here's the problem. You're right, though. I have no faith in Daniel Jones. I never have, especially when Jason Garrett is your offensive coordinator. He digressed from last year. He had 24 touchdowns and I mean all the fumbles in year one for Daniel Jones, but he still had 24 touchdown passes and 12 picks. Last year, 11 touchdown passes. That's it. And now he's got a lot more weapons this year, too, but still he had some last year and didn't get it done with just 11 touchdowns and 10 picks. I, that's, the, that's the holding the Giants back, I think, is Daniel Jones and Jason Garrett being the defensive uh, uh, offensive coordinator. Coordinator, and I'm going to take the Giants to go exactly seven and improve on one game. Like I said, Barkley is back at plus 550. Yeah, Daniel Jones, I'm mean, arguably the second best quarterback in this division, which is sad. I don't know, depending on the week, I guess. Uh, Brother Brian, also a little turmoil in giant country there. They're fighting, right? Uh, we said the Galladay injury. No one's very um, enthusiastic about Barkley being back week one or being healthy 100% by week one. Uh, Joe Judge seems to have his hands full with this team in year two. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is Barkley even, I don't know. I thought I heard recently, too, yeah, it could be like they might wait until week three. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird uh, with that. But I wanted to take the over here because the, the over-under is low because I think Judge seems like a coach, you know, the players play hard for. But I'm going to go under. You know, there we could see a big variable here depending on Daniel Jones. But I think Jones is more, you know, Jones to me, I know Harry used to complain about, you know, Sam Darnold all the time with the Jets, but Jones is Sam Darnold, right? Uh, I don't know if you can miraculously fix that turnover problem with Jones. His awareness in the pocket is usually really bad. I mean, those Mm -hmm. fumbles are usually, you know, the the turnovers are really bad. They're not unlucky turnovers. They're they're poor turnovers and usually, you know, leads uh, leads to an easy score for the opposing team. You know, they'll face good pass rushers all season, even, you know, just in that division. Uh, the Giant, I'm sure Garrett's going to want to be conservative and run the ball a lot with this team, but Barkley isn't necessarily the best between the tackle runners, right, on every down. They, he let, you know, he's left them with a lot of second or third and long, so I think the defense will be pretty good again, uh, but I think it comes down to probably those first four games. They, they really need to sneak out three wins early, I think yep. three or four, or else uh, it's probably going to be another real bad season for them. But they do have talent on both sides of the ball. Um, Jones has to take a major step up, and that line has to at least be decent, I think, for this team to go over. And I think yep. that's probably too much to ask. All right. Uh, bro- Paul, kid, what's wrong with you? Why are you taking, why are you taking this team over? <laughs> well, I'm the I mean, Joe Judge guy, Sal. I think he's, yeah. a, he's the guy who scares me the most about the Giants. I think he's a very good coach. I think he, mm-hmm. the players have seemed to really uh, brought uh, bought into his message there. Uh, it seems like he'd be a guy that uh, maybe players, just judging by his, um, he seems to be a hard-nosed coach, but players seem to love playing for him. Uh, at least he gets the right, his type of players in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a judge guy. I think they're going to go over the seven. It's going to be barely over the seven, maybe squeak eight wins out. Uh, yeah, Daniel Jones is the X factor here. I, if you go back to his rookie year, he was very solid his rookie year. I know he still had the fump more the fumbling issue than mm-hmm. the turn than the interception issue. Twenty four and twelve in his uh, rookie year, uh, got a career pre- passer rating of eighty four point one. You know who else had a career passing rating of eighty four point one? Eli Manning, exactly. Oh wow! Uh, so very wow, interesting. Even better. Very interesting with their with their stats. They're very similar. Uh, uh, I didn't like that. Very similar. Uh, 
Harry's disappeared from the Zoom. He Jones like just ball. has to protect the ball a little bit better. A yeah. lot has to do with the offensive line improving. They bought in weapons. They took a first-round flyer on uh, on Tony. He's got to produce for them. Right. Um, Galladay's got to be healthy. If Barkley is healthy, I do think this is a top seven or eight defense in the league. I like the secondary. They have uh, you know, Denver at home, Atlanta at home, Carolina at home, and the Raiders at home. Uh, they could maybe possibly win all four of those games. I think they get to eight wins here, Sal. All right. Um, I'm not really too scared of the Giants as a Cowboys fan, but I, I do like the makeup of their team in terms of uh, a high character type of players there. Well, I like you know what I, I just uh, I'm so sick of that first Sunday night game being Dallas and the and the Giants. So, so glad I mean, it's not, right? instead we're probably going to lose to Tampa Bay, but whatever. I just mix it up a little. I do have the Giants beating Denver and then losing. Seven in a row at Washington, Atlanta, at New Orleans, at Dallas. Uh, that's the Rams, the Carolina at Kansas City. Um, yeah, so I think I think it gets rough for them. Spaghetti, jump in here. I haven't heard you comment on the over under seven for the Giants. It's uh, it's clearly over here. I mean, the Giants. <laughs> it's a big test week one because you guys did mention the offensive line, and you have obviously Von Miller and company. Yeah. What's Denver's strength? Their defensive line and the pass rush. So that's a great week one test with the Giants. I think if they handle that, that will tell me a lot about this team because that is the one part of the team that I'm worried about. It's not Daniel Jones, but I also don't think the Giants need Daniel Jones to be a, you know, he doesn't need to take a Josh Allen type jump for the Giants to be a good team. If he plays good football, smart football, protects the football, the Giants should be good because the defense is, it's gotten, it was great last year. It got a lot better in the off season. I think the offensive line will be okay. The, you know, the addition of Nate Solder coming back, Andrew Thomas, by the way, had the best game versus Miles Garrett over any left tackle in the league last year. So he's going to be much improved. And, you know, the big thing, even if well, Kenny Galladay should be back for week one, he seems to be fine. But the best thing about having him on the field is it opens up Darius Slayton, who Daniel Jones loves, and Sterling Shepard could fit nicely in the slot now. And, and by all accounts, from all Giants beat writers, he's having uh, an A-plus offseason. So I really like this Giants team. They're going to go over. I think they're going to sweep the Eagles, and they're going to sweep WFT. I think at worst, they split with the Cowboys, who I'm not really crazy about this year for a number of reasons. So I like the Giants mm-hmm. over. I'm not saying they're going to be a 12-win team, but I could see them winning 8, 9, 10 games. Wow, that's how you do it, Harry. That's confidence in your team. I mean, well, cool. that's yeah, that is confidence. I like that, Eddie. But still, Jason Garrett. <laughs> oh, Jason I, I, Garrett. I, I mean, we got we got dealt the worst. No, it, it's the ever. offensive line. It is, I guess, with Solder coming. Dealt, I, I, it, you I'm can't still, have you can't have him running around getting sacked, making 50 fun times of Jason Garrett all those years and ripping on him and laughing he's at him. And now he's your our, our, our offensive coordinator. Freddie Kitchens, Freddie Kitchens, man. I think I think they saw what he did in the one game. He was the OC last year, and he, people say this pressure on Daniel Jones. I'm telling, there's a lot of pressure on Jason Garrett. He knows to stop doing those those quick pass patterns. He's going to be more of a vertical offense this year. And the addition of Kenny Galladay does help that. I think Kyle Rudolph being able to block and to free up Evan Ingram uh, to focus on actually catching the football is also a big deal. Ingram's got to catch the ball, though. When the ball's in his hand, you got to catch it, Ingram. Wait, Harry, you went, you picked the Giants, right? Or you picked them right on seven? Exactly. I feel like you're going against. Okay. All right. Uh, And Eddie, just because I'm wondering... uh, but finally, I liked your thoughts on this. Saquon, was it a good pick or a bad pick for the Giants? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm look, I'm pretty, I know I'm pretty bullish in the Giants here, and I want to get ahead of the curve every year. There's one team that makes the jump. So, I mean, <laughs> if, if they're good this year, like I think they will be, and he has a pretty solid season, I'm going to like to go after all those uh, Saquon detractors. So, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'll be on the right side what, of history. Sh- sh- should we have taken Darnold there? Give me a break. 
Well, that's that's what we say. That was the whole thing. That's what I do say in uh, in um, because that that's what it was, right? It was going to be probably be between those two. So Damashek could go on and on about how the running back and it screwed him and they shouldn't have taken him because they were three years away and not one year away. If you're one year away, like the Steelers, it it makes sense to take a Najee Harris, but it didn't make sense to take. Oh my God, I love it. I can't get enough. All right, listen, I couldn't take the Giants over because of their offensive line. I can't take the Eagles over. Because depending on how you look at this dead cap number, they're $33.8 million in dead cap money, which is $11 million more than the Rams, which is a ton. And I misplaced the stat, but teams that are like $20 million dead cap or more, just are, they do not have a chance. They win like four games, and this is, doesn't even matter if they hire Nick Sirianna as a as a, the coach of Colts offensive coordinator. It's a little ironic. They trade Wentz to the Colts, and then they get Sirianni as the Colts offensive coordinator replaces Doug Peterson. So what, they get a third and a second in 2022 for Wentz, um, and they have to eat up all that money. Uh, 413, they lost seven of their last eight. 13 to 22 guys were on IR, all right? So a similar thing to the Cowboys situation there. Um, they get a... The offensive group. So what do they do? They get Devontae Smith. Cowboys actually helped them get Devontae Smith. There's a little bit of rivalry within the rivalries here. I feel like the, the, everybody's uh, cock blocking the Giants here, right? Uh, Landon Dickerson, the second pick. Wentz, they lose. They lose Deshaun Jackson. They lose Jeffrey. Um, Hertz was actually better than Wentz. 22 points a game to 21, 437 yards per game to 319. They had 29 turnovers. Um, you know, they have uh, Brooks and, and Lillard to back after missing 2020. They have some offensive line, you know, kind of like the Giants are getting some guys back, I guess. Miles Sanders, over 1,000 scrimmage yards first two years. Jalen Rager, only 36 yards per game. He missed a couple, missed five games. Uh, and, you know, Ertz and Gerder, well, they had 10 combined games. They played the tight end position. was a mess. Uh, they have a defensive coordinator, new guy, Gannon. They get Ryan Kerrigan from Washington, good clubhouse guy. They get Steven Nelson, the cornerback. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to look here. I'm looking at positives for this Philadelphia team. I don't see many. Third most sacks for Fletcher Cox. Um, Brandon Graham at eight sacks. Defensively, they're okay, I think. But that offense isn't doing anything. I don't trust Hurts here. And maybe you should just disregard everything I say about this division because I'm going under for every team except the Cowboys. But I think the Eagles fall just short. I just think there's a lot of cap space where they could be filling in some spots here, and they, they don't have enough. Six and 11. Um, Brother Bry, what do you say? Yeah, I like the under six and a half, too, with the plus money. But, uh, you know, like the Giants, you know, yeah, this division was weird last year. But like the Giants, it comes down to quarterback play. Hurts is a guy... I'll probably bet the over on rushing yards every game for him, but we're still not quite sure what we're getting as a passer. But I, I do tend to like him. I, I'm more positive on him, but the Eagles roster just to be seems just like a mishmash of players. Like mm-hmm. They have talent on both sides of the ball. I'm not sure if they necessarily fit, but they're scheduled to start the season, I feel like, is pretty tough through week seven. So I have them could, losing six out of seven. Right, yep. so that's the thing. That's exactly what I have. I have them starting one and six, right? So they're away games, right? So their away games are the more winnable games, right? So they're at Falcons, at Cowboys, at Panthers, at Raiders, and then their home games are 49ers, Chiefs, Tampa. Right. So mm-hmm. if they don't steal some of those some of those away games, 
I, right. I think that's exactly right. what you're looking at. You're looking at one of six, and if they start one of six, they're not going to be able to catch up to get to seven wins on the season. Yeah, there you go. All right, Harry, agree or disagree on the Eagles? Yeah, I definitely agree with Brian's theory there about the schedule. I mean, uh, they very they better win some of those road games that are slightly easy because their t- their home games are tough with the Chargers, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, San Fran, and New Orleans. I just don't have a ton of confidence in Jalen Hurts overall. Just 52% completion percentage, six touchdowns and 15 games played, six total turnovers as well. Philly was 22nd overall in offense. On defense, they were 20th in points against. They just had six, or excuse me, they just had eight picks as a unit last year. Nobody had more than two on that team. No confidence in Philly, really, like I said, under six and a half. Yeah, it's a clean sweep, Polly Kid. This is boring, but we're all going under for Philly. Yeah, under at plus 125 is pretty good value, too, as well. Uh, when you're a team like the Eagles and you're probably fighting to get to 500, I think you rather actually have your easier games at home rather than your uh-huh. harder games at home, right? Because uh, if your goal is, and I think that's what their goal is, to probably reach around 500, maybe Go a little bit above. John Glenn did it right, Parley Kid. We'd win two football games a year back when you and I played. We put mercy on our schedule as the homecoming game. Right, right, exactly. Doing. Right, you'd want, yeah, you, you, yeah, exactly. Right, so you want the, your winnable games at home when you're a team that's, you know, fighting like the Eagles going to fight for every game just to get a win or two. And right. with the Chiefs, Bucks, 49ers, Saints at home, I don't think that bodes very well. Uh, for the Eagles, they're going to have to win road games, and they're just probably not good enough. Young coach, young quarterback, young receivers, just uh, is not a winning formula right now. They right. might be building something. I think they might they might be onto something here, but it's just not the time. It's not. It's too early in this. I, what I think is, in a way, they're rebuilding. Uh, mm. They won't. I don't know if they're going to use the word rebuild. I mean, you uh, kind of have to when you're that much dead cap money. You're, you just kind of have I mean, to right. use the they just, You have to say it. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I don't think the Eagles would mind another top 10 pick this year at all. Uh, right. While they're developing Hertz and Rieger and Devontae Smith, I think they'd be very, very happy with those guys developing, having nice seasons, and then mm-hmm. getting another top 10 pick. I think they're fine with that. Right. So Parley Kid and I are homers, although I think we gave some good reasons as to why the Cowboys are going to win the division. You get plus 130 for that. Brother Bry, Harry, you like Washington at plus 260. Yep. Like Washington plus 260. Yeah. But, I, you know, and I, I, I mean, I will, I will say this is the type of division I know Eddie likes the Giants. I mean, the Giants at four to one or plus 450, <clears throat> whatever they are, isn't isn't out of the question as well. I mean, I, right. I will say that. I wouldn't be Joel sure. Solomon, your East Coast guy, you want to you have any thoughts on this division? I mean, honestly, picking a winner in this division is like picking which of you guys has the best hairline. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, it's got to be uh, me, right? I, I mean, may have a little. Uh, <laughs> damn. I don't know, it's just, like, shave, just shave it all, Sal. Just uh, shave it. Joel, do the other joke. The other joke was funnier. Oh, honestly, picking a winner in this division is like picking one of the Gagnons in a beauty contest. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's not that funny. Not all that right, funny see? at all. I mean, that's so much. Well, it's Harry. Harry. It's Harry. It's no. obvious. Come on. Harry, no, Harry, Harry's dad definitely wins that contest. <laughs> He's got the most hair, that's for sure. <laughs> he really does I'm have plenty. good hair. He has really good hair. No, it's, Scott does too, except it's on his teeth. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's, on, it's on my chest. There you go. All right, division props. These are always fun. And not fun the way I do it because I bet under in almost every time because I think 62% of these 
Didn't we figure this out, Brian? I mean, they had a list of the player props the last couple of years, and it's like 62% under if you bet all of them. Now, you're a maniac if you do because there are thousands. But if you do that, they don't really can't figure in um, injuries. They don't really figure – they're overcompensating for the extra game. Uh, I don't think Hurts starts every game. I have him under 3,750 and a half passing yards. Uh, and I'm not going to say much about it. I really think he's like a 10-game starter, and then they have to figure something else out, uh, Philadelphia. So 3750 and a half. I'm really just passing it off to the Parley kid because he's found the best one of all. Do it, Parley kid. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so, this is really good. Well, that's Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> under yep. 3,900 and a half yards at minus uh, 110. Uh, Fitzpatrick has only gone over this number once in his career. That's by five yards, and uh, that's uh, back in 2015 or 16 with the Jets. Uh, I don't anticipating him starting all 17 games here. Uh, if he, if look, we like the unders anyway all the time in these type of props. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just don't see Fitzpatrick with uh, they're just not a dynamic offense uh, to reach this. He'd have to play in all at least 16 or 17 games to get there. I don't think it happens. I think this is great value. And, again, he's 38 years old. He's going to be running around a lot. You know, he's going to take a lot of hits. I just don't think he completes the season and plays, uh, you know, close to even half these games on the schedule. So I think just for that point alone, take the under. But even on a decent year, Fitzpatrick has really never gone over this number. I agree. His career, and he barely eclipsed it at 38 years old. Uh, I just, I don't know. It's, it's just not happening. I like it. I, I think you see the, the look, there's the NFC East. You're going to see Tyler Heineke, who, who kind of, you know, right. put, put decent uh, playoff game. You're going to see him eventually. I think he gets five or six starts. Same with Jalen Hurts, not 38 years old, but likes to run a lot. Um, recipe for disaster on that Eagles team which is uh, deficient in many areas. You're going to see Joe Flacco. You might see Nick Mullins. I think he's the third string right now. I mentioned him now twice in this podcast. Uh, so I like under for both those quarterbacks. I especially like yours. I wish I would have found that. All right, Brother Bry, this is more uplifting. And crap, uh, it's, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense, too, and I think there's good value. Chase Young, most sacks. Yeah, I'm going to take Chase Young, most sacks. I know Parley Kid uh, was on the Watt train here. I think it's 6-1, to one, but I like uh, Young at 12-1. to one. I know he only had seven and a half sacks last year in 15 games, but you saw the potential dominance he had uh, late in the season. I know he had three sacks in the last four games, but he was kind of all over the field. Washington's defense does make it tough to double team uh, often, so Young's liable to take like a big leap in his second year. He's kind of, you know, I could easily see 15 plus sacks in year two. So, uh, different type of rusher than what we saw in Khalil Mack, but I do think it's the same type of. Uh, progression, right? So Mac went from four sacks year one to 15 in year two, where it's on become, you know, him and Donald become the two best players and on the defensive side of the ball. I think you see the same thing from Young. I would probably, I think it's worth probably over the next couple of years, he's that good of a player and that crazy of an athlete to mm-hmm. probably bet him sack leader or defensive player of the year over the next like two or oh, three years. Oh, you're going to do like the, like the Mahomes thing with the I MVP. Think, and with the, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's the type of player. I, I mean, we yeah. might have said that with we might have said that with Garrett as well right. um, once before, but he's that type of generational defensive end that uh, he Not Jason Garrett. Get, I know no, what you're saying. Miles definitely, Garrett, yeah. he, you could see... 
he's the type of player that could definitely get 16 to 18 sacks in this, this season. Right. All right. Good pick. Good value. And I, I like all three. Harry, right now, so many Giants to short here. What do you want? Saquon under? What do you want to do? Galladay under? Danny Jones under? No. Nah, what do you like? No, no, no. I'm going to go I'm gonna go Philadelphia. I'm going to go Eagles. Jalen Rieger under 650 and a half receiving yards at minus 112. Um, I know we've stated this before. Two years ago, uh, I thought he was drafted way too high, um, where the Eagles passed on uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, last year was Rieger's rookie year. He's only 5'10". Uh, he was injured, played only 11 games, had just 31 catches for under 400 yards. And Philly still has uh, Travis Fulgham. He, he led the Philly in receiving yards. They've got Greg Ward still, who led them in receiving in receiving uh, in receptions. Tight end Dallas Goddard still second in uh, the team in yards. And you toss in rookie stud Devontae Smith, who they drafted in the first round. Not a lot of balls to go to Rieger here. Like I said, he had under 400 in his rookie season. He's got to get 250-plus more than that here. I don't see it. I like Rieger under 650 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, I'm excited to see Smith play. I don't think he's playing, right? They play, Who played New England this week? I think they're sitting yeah, out. Yeah, they play New England on Thursday. Excited to see some of these younger receivers. Uh, and that's it, right? All right, so Fitz under 3,900 and a half. Hurts under 3,750 and a half. Chase Young, most sacks 12 to 1. Rieger under 650 and a half. All good. I really think there's good value in that. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. Seriously, no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. You win, you keep the cash. You lose, you get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. Northern Trust Open, you could do it there. Harry, go ahead. Who's your Northern Trust Open winner? Boy, I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I like the way Webb Simpson played last week. I think he rebounds and plays well, tough here as well. Oh, uh, you, you stole that from the parlay kid. Unbelievable. I had Webb Simpson last week too. Dan Berger. Dan Berger. Dan Berger. All right. If you've never tried Fandle Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Download the Fandle Sportsbook app. Get started and be sure to sign up with promo code Against All Odds so they know we sent you. That's Fandle Sportsbook promo code Against All Odds. All right, Parley Kid, you are out again this week for Sharp Tank. You're still suspended for saying that. Who was it? Suggs was going to be taken top four in the NBA draft. You said you'd never bet again. We said that's too harsh, but you can't give your sharp tank picks out. I would stick around, though, because we have Gable Stevenson coming up. So don't walk away just yet. Harry, give us your sharp tank pick, and then Brother Bry will give his, and I'll choose one. All right, I'm going to go to uh, exhibition football preseason. I did hit with the Texans last week over the over the uh, Packers. Getting three, they won by 19. So I'm going to take, in this situation, I'm going to take Kansas City, Arizona, over 41 points here. Both won 19 to 16 last week, only 35 points. Little fishy that this is the highest point total on the board. Um, maybe Mahomes and Murray get some action, put some points up early. I like Kansas City, <laughs> Arizona, over 41. I mean, for a couple of things. Maybe Mahomes and Murray get some action. That's what we're banking on here with this over 41. Uh, and secondly, when is this game? Friday. Is this Thursday? What? Friday. Friday. We have another show between now and then. And You're I'll, have I'll, have more, I'll have more exhibition for the weekend. we got to figure this out. Poor Mikey Meatballs has to put a 
uh, graphic up and explain when the hell this game has been played. All right, brother Brian, I'm almost definitely taking yours. Whatever you go with. Well, here. this is what he. This is yeah. This is what he did last week, right? He gave out yeah. a, a late game. Yeah, it's one thing if it's golf and you can't do it Thursday, but and then he pa- he passed over his well, Thursday loss. Do you, do you real- Thursday loss on Sharp Tank to say he won on do, Tuesday? He, Sharp l- Tank. Listen, listen. Do you guys really want me picking baseball? Do you really want no, me picking no, baseball? No. Really? This is fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then. Well, how, how long is Parley Kid suspended? I thought he was only suspended for three. I thought it was three, three weeks. Was that oh, three shows? Three. All right. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. I the, the end of this week. That'll do it. All right. So I am going to, you know, it's funny. On this, I've I've had actually a pretty good run of betting, actually betting WNBA in total, but my Shark Tank picks on the WNBA have been it's like the first two, uh, but but I have to stick with it. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna plow through this, um, but I'm gonna go with the Minnesota Lynx getting three and a half tonight at the Sun. Uh, the Sun who struggled last week. I know this is like a reverse pick to last week. Mm. The Sun who struggled uh, like against it. the Don't Storm, like but the Lynx have won. The Lynx are the the hot team right now in the WNBA. Right, I, I know there's a little bit of a break, but they they came back from uh, the break beating up the. The Liberty, they've won uh, eight in a row here. Uh, they were five and seven. Once they got Collier back, they've they've been much better. But they do have two of the best players in WNBA and Fowles and Collier. So I, I like them here getting three and a half. Their one game early in the season when they weren't playing well, they won. Uh, they, they had beaten the Sun earlier in the season. Um, so I just I, I think they're too good of a team. I think they're one of the best teams. Uh, All right, the top three teams. So getting three and a half here. There you go. The Sun. I'm taking Bryce's pick right there. The the Lynx or the Sun, whatever the hell he just said. No, I'm taking the Lynx. The Lynx. We're going Lynx there. Uh, plus three and a half. Parley kid. I'm sorry you have to sit one out, but we're making it up to you right now because we have an American hero on the line right now. All right, here he is, our guest today, one of the best wrestlers on the entire planet. And if you don't believe me, ask the other host of this podcast, Parley Kid, Brother Bry. They will remind you over and over again. He is a Division I champ, an Olympic gold medalist, and an American hero, Gable Stevenson. What's happening, buddy? Man, what's happening? What's happening? I'm glad to be here. You know what it is. <laughs> we know what it is. Congratulate. Do you have the gold with you? I, I always fascinated to see how far... People have the gold medal from where it's upstairs right now. So upstairs, okay, but it's upstairs. Wow, you have an upstairs and everything. This guy's got it all. He really does. (laughs) Well, congratulations. Um, I just I want to talk to you about that last match. I've watched the end of that goal. First of all, how many times have you watched the end of that match? Um, I probably watched hundred plus times at least. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me because like when we're over there, I could I wasn't able to watch the video because like copyright issues in Tokyo and like NBC Olympics oh, through wow. America. So it was like uh. weird that I couldn't watch it. So so when I got home, it's probably like 100 plus time, even though like I lived the match. I like to see it from like a third person. So it, it was crazy. Of course. I watched it 20. I know these guys have watched it dozens of times. I mean, I need to ask you in your head. So you're down three points. In your head, did you know how you needed to finish the ten, the last ten seconds, and then six and a half seconds after the stoppage? At that time, it was just score as much as I can and, and try to get quick takedowns. So that um, that first takedown was kind of was kind of quick, and then I let him up. And then after that, it was just like I, I since he he was getting a little gassed out, and so at that point, it was just like who whose heart is going to be bigger in that spot? Who's going to go out there and, and throw throw themselves out there to secure this match? So. Uh, yeah, I, I think I did that. So, 
And it was yours. It was your heart. And by the way, they should have at least handed you a silver in gymnastics after the backflip celebration. I mean, that was Man, pretty maybe great a, too. Maybe a goal. Maybe a gold at least. Maybe a gold, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, does it bother you, though? It would bother me. I mean, wrestling is one of, if not the toughest sports on the planet. And to win gold, I mean, you're going against the very best in the world. And sometimes guys who are like a dozen years older than you, um, it's it's ridiculous the way it breaks down. But does it do you get a guy like you mad, a gold medalist, when you see the dudes that wave the ribbons walking around are also gold medalists? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't really mind. I mean... They they do their thing. I do my thing. Um, I'm not gonna not gonna blow their blow their vibe as as they're trying to do their own thing. I mean, yeah, like you said, um, wrestling. Uh, yeah, I'm wrestling guys like eight dozen years older than me, probably like 102 years old at max. And so, um, when I, wow. when I go out there and I see guys about six five and three like 265 pounds, look like they're 80 years old. It, it is crazy, but um, for for me to go out there and do it at 21 years old is is most definitely outrageous and something special. And so, it, do it you is like that me. challenge? Do you like that challenge more? I mean, I guess you do because you 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 took it on and like. Or do you think someone should step in and say, okay, uh, just like politicians shouldn't <clears throat> be around for 90 years, maybe maybe uh, the 40 year old wrestlers, 50 year old wrestlers um, could could step aside. I feel like some of them got to step aside. You know, they're they're hitting their their grandkids and stuff and their grandkids got to watch some moves to me. And so their grandkids probably ask them right now, like what's going on? Why are you losing to a 20 year old kid when you're six years old? So no, I, mean, it, I don't really mind. Like I like the challenge. I like going out there and you know, it's um the showmanship that I bring and the act that I bring with it is, is cool. And so to be able to go out there and put on a good show against older guys like that is, is crazy. Now uh, your parents, I'm sure they're lovely people, but they did a ridiculous thing in giving you the name Gable Dan. Obviously after Dan Gable, they switched it up. Uh, one of the great wrestlers of all time, American wrestlers. I feel like this is way too much pressure. I mean, they might as well have named you Lincoln Abraham and told you, Hey, you're going into politics. Does this, yeah. um, th th was this, how early on did it actually ring in your mind? Like, Oh my God, this is a, a lot of pressure and I have to come through here. Right. Yeah, I think it is a lot of pressure. Like you said, it should name me Lincoln Abraham. To be honest, it might as well name me um, Johnson <laughs> Rock V. Dwayne. So, right. <laughs> to be honest, like uh, it is not. Nah, I don't think it's a lot of pressure. I mean, um, the namesake holds a holds a heavy name, and for me to like repeat that when Dan Gable won the gold medal in '72 and I won in 2021, it's like who's going to name their kid Gable next? And now that kid has the pressure of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. So, so I already, right. I already lived, I lived it. And now the next kid who's, there's probably going to be a bunch of kids named Gable in like probably two years, who knows? So um, the next kid that's named Gable that wrestles is going to have the weight of weight of the world on his shoulder because he has to one up that performance I did. So, I mean, that's right. It's, it's that's right. It is. It is. Uh, hard. Parley kid, brother, Bri, you have anything to uh, ask? Yeah, I'd Gable? like to ask yeah. Gable uh, sure. a few things. Yeah. One, thanks Gable. Um, uh, a couple weeks ago on this podcast, I gave you out at six to one to win the gold medal. Whoa. Uh, so uh, I don't know how much uh, you are into wagering or betting, but uh, <laughs> that means uh, for every dollar uh, wagered, you would win six. Uh, so people did benefit uh, from that. I, I didn't think you should have been six to one at all. I think uh, I had you as the favorite anyway. So thank you. Uh, here's a couple things. One. Freestyle or, or, or folk style, what do you prefer? Freestyle, uh, it's all stand-up. I mean, it's more entertaining. Uh, folk style, you get guys that, the ride-outs and all that, that's that's boring. That's a, that's a waste of time. to the. To, for me, that's a waste of time to the fans. I come over there and pay 
so much money to watch us front row and you got you got to watch a guy get rode out for two and a half minutes so that's boring freestyle is like you take a guy down you got five seconds five to ten seconds to turn him and we're right back to the feet getting back to the action so freestyle is a lot more entertaining interesting excellent and one one other question our buddy harry harry can you wave Harry's <laughs> Harry's about five six, about the same weight as you, but <laughs> about uh, two sixty. Might even have a little bit on. I'll take two sixty. I'll take two sixty. Okay. Thanks, Darren. Uh, he, he's also fifty years old. He's a, he's a grown man. Uh, how long? He claims he could last over thirty seconds with you in a wrestling match. Oh come match. on! Do you oh, think that? On. How quickly could you pin right. Harry in a wrestling match? Harry probably got um. <laughs> Harry's probably got at least probably like eight seconds max because I'm, wow the the way his neck and back might work you might not get pulled that right way so you know might break and you said he's short and pretty stocky so stocky's kind stocky's very kind we might break yeah, he's very, he's very unathletic too. and Gable I'm five seven and a quarter to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I say freestyle four and a half seconds folk style maybe six seconds I don't I don't think it could That's get probably it, yeah. yeah. Any and, further and than if that. I could, I might I surprise. I might surprise at folk style, though. I really might. I don't. Think we could so. keep might. Gable here all day because we're all re- huge wrestling fans. But uh, Gable, what's next? I mean, uh, we follow you on Twitter. Uh, you know, you're talking about WWE. We have the Buffalo Bills have weighed in uh, on you. Maybe getting a little look with them. Uh, UFC is also in the picture. You could come back and still <coughs> wrestle for uh, for Minnesota. What's what's next for you? Hosting very, Jeopardy, must be maybe. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, it like it is very exciting. I mean, the whole world is open after this Olympic gold medal. So, like you said, WWE, UFC. I mean, a couple, a couple NFL teams, not just one. There's been a couple that have that. I'm sure. So, um, the Bills. Uh, there's there's an agent that deals with the Titans. Have struck some interest. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. So. And I'm, I'm and I'm hoping the hometown city Vikings would like to strike some interest and give me give me some playing time or practice time or whatever. But uh, I mean, like they said, there's so many options for me to for me to do. And I mean, going back to school is an option and all that. So um, I'm gonna take it one step at a time. I'm starting this week with um, WWE SummerSlam and in, in Las Vegas. So I'll be over there making that yeah. appearance, and that'll be a cool thing. And so I'm gonna nice. take the time and go from there. Was uh yeah I you know what I haven't I don't even know if you're up for this but I say you know there's so many things you could do like we said UFC uh, NFL you can go back to school WWE I think we send you every three months to Afghanistan and you just kick kick ass and clean it up there right and then you come back and like, do what you want everywhere you I go I take care everywhere I go I take care of business so like no there you way. go <laughs> <laughs> all right that couldn't be bad uh, I, I'm thinking it was your favorite WWE wrestler uh, Brock Lesnar. Also from uh, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah Brock Lesnar. Just because he, you know, he's from Minnesota. He he's left his legacy in Minnesota. He's won a national title. He's he's done it all. So that's a guy um I look to for you know for guidance and he gives me everything that in the right way in a professional way. So um, Brock Lesnar, he's legend. You can't the name rings bells everywhere. So I hope to end up be like that, being like him one day, and it'll be cool to follow his footsteps. Pretty great. And following his footsteps means ping ponging between WWE and UFC, which uh, you, I could you could pull that off and uh, no problem. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 
By the way, if you need any help, I was a WWE wrestler. I know we joke around here. I did wrestle Santino Morella about a dozen years ago. I suplexed him. I have an airplane spin in my arsenal. So I'll send you the tape. You know, whenever you want to work out, it's fine. You know, you show me freestyle, folk style, and I'll show you the I'll show you the ropes in between the no, ring right there. Yeah, I'm gonna need I'm, I'm gonna need your guidance. So out of all out of everybody that I know, you're you're not you're most definitely number one. I gotta talk to you. There you me. go. You're taking <laughs> high caliber. I mean. What other way? To, what other way to call you right now and and you give me the best guys possible live on a show too? So, yeah, whenever you're free, I'll I'll uh, set it up. Uh, Brother Bry, you have anything for uh, Gable? Well, you know, I was just gonna say Parley Kid uh, brought it up before, but you know, we are huge college fans, so I'm a little biased, and you know, the fact that we would love to see you come back to college. I mean, the fact that you've only had a chance to win one NCAA championship, it would be great. You know, the fact that I think. We thought maybe coming in, you were going to win four. So is there anything, you know, the fact that you can now make money in college with name, name image and likeness, is is that now more of a possibility that you could come back because of that? Or is it just the challenge is not really there for you? Where, um, uh, you know, I know you were kind of answering that before, but. the I feel like um for me to come back would be a good deal for the university and um, myself too. You know, I go out there and get finish my school, get my degree, you know. Even if I don't want to get it, I still can in years say I have that piece of paper to to go back on and, and show people. So I think that it is a cool deal, especially to come back to school in a year and we're going to have fans. Last year, we didn't have no fans and come back and, and entertain them one more time, have them see me again for my for my senior year would be kind of cool, too. So, I mean, like, there, like I said, there's a lot of um, a lot of options and a lot of crazy options, a lot of outrageous um, big time people like Vince and all them saying hi. So it is cool. So. But um, who knows that that Maroon and Gold Singlet could strap back up, or I could walk away from it. I mean, my 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 decision will come soon. Here, I just one day at a time. And when you, and I, when will, you uh, I, okay. I will, I will yeah. say when I uh, your freshman year, I'll be honest, <laughs> I lost a lot of money. I, I gambled on you to win the NCAA tournament. You can actually do that your freshman year. So I was going to ask you: Was the Kassar loss? I don't know whether in the semis or the Big Ten championships, was that the most disappointing match you've had in the last, say, like 10 years? Because you never lose. You haven't lost um, since eighth grade since uh, then, right? Pretty much. Was yep. that one of your most disappointing matches, the Kassar match? Uh, I wouldn't say disappointing. I would say probably the biggest learning, like, step, learning curve, you know, because um, he went out there and won a national title. He did everything correct. And so by him doing everything correct, I came back the next year, did everything in the in the best yeah. way possible. And then this year I came back and did did it all again in the most perfect way. And so that was um, not devastating. I mean, obviously, I was like, oh, I lost the national tournament. But at the end of the day, I knew that um, after that loss, it was like a, another step to, for me to, like, do some great. And now look at me. I'm at, I won the Olympic yeah. gold and now yeah. I'm at the national tournament. And I won the highest trophy, too, like the Heisman of wrestling. So, like, I mean, that loss right. definitely um, picked up steam. And it obviously still picks up steam to this day. And. Uh, if I come back to college, the goal is to to, to bonus point every way through and, and come back with another highest trophy and national championship again. You know, Gable, Brian is being bashful here. He lost $5,000 <laughs> betting on you in that match. And I think it inspired him to lose even more. And so it was inspiring for everybody. Well, we won, we won some of it back on the Olympic gold. I we I definitely was, did. I about the Olympics. <laughs> Because I was like plus, um, one day I was like plus 500. And I was like, bet all your money. Yeah. And people didn't believe it. And I was telling like all the close friends, I was like, bet all you I saw the betting odds and I was like, bet all the money on on me winning. 
And they're like, nah, yeah. plus 500. What if um, Turkey or Georgia beats you? And I was like, no, no, no. Put the money down because I'm going to go out <laughs> there and do the win. And then like a nice. week later, the odds came back like 150. And I was like, all right, yep. now put a lot of money on it because most people, like, there, was like, there was like a couple people that believe me, but like a lot of people come back, oh, I put $20. No, bro, I'm talking about put 2000 or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Nice. You know, I wonder now, I'm thinking they have in-game betting. So, like, even during a football game or in the middle of a, a tennis match or something, you could bet even though the, the game has started, the match has started. I wonder with 10 seconds left, Brother Bry, what's Gable, a 1,000 to 1 underdog? Oh, yeah, probably with those last 20 seconds left. Like, the fact that the guy had shot on you, right, with 20 seconds left, too, originally, too. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that... Yeah, yeah, I would probably say, yeah, probably like a, at least a thousand to one. Well, good for you. You made me want money because I bet uh, most golds for the U.S. and we edged them out and we edged out China 39, 38. Thanks to you, Gable. And I appreciate it so much. I want to donate to your favorite charity or your third favorite charity. I don't even care where it is on your rankings. Give me a charity. I will write a check today or I'll go online and donate. Where am I sending the money? A charity. Oh. I don't actually, I don't know many, but let me, let me message you and text you. Cause you have my, okay. Twitter. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I'll if you want to text good, me, I'll that's find great. A good and, and we'll get right. Cause I just, All right. I need to get into that side of town. You know, I actually was about to get into, um, some inner city kids over here. So, I mean, that, that'll be cool, but let me find some cool and, and see what's up. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for coming on. Good luck at SummerSlam. There he is. American hero. He did it. Gable Stevenson. Thanks again, pal. Thank you. Thanks, Gable. Gable. Thanks, Thanks Gable. man. Awesome. Thank you. Later. How exciting was that, Parlay Kid? I mean, it's it's kind of embarrassing <laughs> when uh, you know a fifty-plus-year-old man like myself is like in yeah. awe of a twenty-one-year-old. Uh, but um, guy's great. He's great as an entertainer, and um, he's won us some money. Well, he won me some money, and uh, I know yeah. he he made Brother Bry some of his money back. So. And he just saved me $100 by not having a charity to donate to. I mean, the guy's a, a cash machine here for me. It really is great. Oh, no, we're going to, Joel, babyface, we're going to have to reach out to him. I do want to send to his uh, a charity well, on his behalf. Parley Kid's been asking for weeks to Joel. Like, Joel, can we get Gable on? Can we get Gable on? Yeah. Can we get Gable Way to go, on? Joel. Didn't think That's it was happening, good, but we got it. Guys, the guy has got, I mean, I don't know how many more options could you have, right? I mean, the Who, guys, Joel, you mean? No, Joel has no options. <laughs> this is it. He can't really do anything else. Yeah. No. Jim Cullingham well, who? <laughs> Babyface, nice job with that. Good job by you. Uh, very exciting. And, uh, yeah, we will be back Thursday to preview. Where are we at? NFC North. Did they figure it out yet? Did Aaron Rodgers come back? I think he is back already. <laughs> so we'll go over the NFC North on Thursday. Oh, Joel, you have a good point, bad point. Okay, jump in. I, I absolutely hate to do this to my man, Harry. I, I really do. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, okay, three starting quarterbacks in NFL history have wins over all 32 teams. Drew Brees, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning. Wow. Tom Brady can join them if he beats the Bucs. Ryan Fitzpatrick has lost to 28 different teams. And uh, of the four teams he hasn't lost to, three could be this season. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the guys he's beaten out in his career. Gino <laughs> he's been Smith. on like 11 teams. Yeah, yeah. They were all well, terrible. That's why. He that's beat why. out. He beat he out in both divisions. Walker, Trent Edwards, <laughs> Case Keenum, Harry. 
He's playing in both conferences. I love you, but the Fitz magic is uh, best conferences. There's, there's, there's <laughs> the no AFC East forever. There. <laughs> when you when look you what he did, look what he did last year against Bryant's Raiders. That ta- that erases a lot of that. When Harry, that's amazing. your good point. That's yeah. not even your bad point yet. Get to the bad. Oh no, that that is the bad <laughs> point, right? When you beat out Bryce Petty, that's not magic. That is definitely- <laughs> that's true. Uh, and All then right. uh, the good point. Um, wait, Sal, you still pay us, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, Cowboys <laughs> win the division. That's the good point. <laughs> Come on, guys. Why are you arguing that? Cowboys, what, what, what's even to think that they're not going to win the – no one's won back-to-back since 2004. Oh, parlay kid, we're, we're hanging on by a thread here. All right, that does it for another episode of Against All Odds for the Degenerate Trifecta, Mikey Meatballs, Eddie Spaghetti, Babyface Joel Solomon – and Gable, Dan Stevenson, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.